We really should stop this fighting. Otherwise, we'll miss the fireworks. There won't be any fireworks. And here we go. And welcome, everybody, to Suck It. I am the great and powerful king of kings, prince of all that is awesome, Derek. How the fuck are you today on this Wednesday, February 10th of the year that has been 2021? Oh, what a week it has been over here in DCK Productions land. Um, for those of you who don't know, I have been completely shit on, and I might as well just fucking work at the Two Girls, One Cup lab from all the shit that I've been collecting over the last couple of days from Flat Earthers, um, completely destroying me and my channel. So, thumbs up to me. And actually, what they don't know was by design. Controversy creates cash, and they just fed right into it. So, you know what? Fuck them. And that's why tonight I decided to get away from the mental health stuff that we've been talking about in, in excess, which needed to happen. But I decided tonight to do something a little bit different. Um, well, not a little bit different. Go back to what we used to do, music. Because I need music back in my life, especially after the week that I've had so far. And it's hump day, so might as well you know, cross over the hump with a little bit of fun in the process. So come along for this ride. And join me tonight with it. Because tonight, I have a gentleman with me from a band <clears throat> that is just released a new single. And they're just kicking it out on all fronts. And just, I'm really, really, really happy to have them on tonight. Because, again, music is my thing. It's always been my thing. And I just, you know, I excel at doing music. Um... Because that's where this kind of show started, and that's kind of where it's going and as well. So let's kind of go with it. So tonight, my guest is the lead singer of the band EGXBH, formerly known as... I can never remember because it's so long. <laughs> um, hold on, where'd it go? I can never remember. We'll get to that. Um, but they just released a new single... Um, that is nine minutes long, um, about everything from George Floyd and the whole nine yards. And it's just an amazing, amazing song. Um, I've listened to it countless, countless times and it is pretty fucking badass. And tonight I hope that you, um, will take a listen to it and we'll enjoy it together. But let's have a conversation right now with the lead singer, Patrick. What's up, bud? How are you? So we got a degeneration access bitch or what? You know, suck. <laughs> you know what? You know what? To be honest with you, though, the the suck it name has absolutely nothing to do with no, DX. I know, but every time you said you when you announced it, I'm just like, all right, here we go. Shit's gonna get wild. <laughs> actually, the way I announce it, the way I say suck it, um, actually comes from a television show that used to air on USA called Psych. Psych. Yes. Right, yeah. And uh, James Roday used to say it like that all the time on the show. So that's where I, that's how I say the name. But the actual name comes from 
um, me being a mental health guy um, and suffer from bipolar and shit like that, throughout the 90s growing up, I was always told to suck it up. So my <laughs> response to them always was, suck it. So I just kind of turned my show into that. Hell yeah. So and now we're here today. Now we're here today. And you know, like I said, after the week that I have had, I am so glad to have music in my life again and talk, be able to talk music with, you know, with a good band that knows their shit, that actually is a good sounding band and is actually at their making a statement with their music instead of, you know, just, you know, not doing anything at home. So I'm glad to have you with me tonight, man. Oh, yeah, that's what we're here to do is make a statement, a bold statement. So we appreciate you having us, man. Absolutely, man. I appreciate it. So first of all, um, why did you guys shorten the name? Why did you guys go to the initials? Uh, well, everything, like you said before, you're trying to figure it out because it is a long name. So Yeah, I, I, I have it in my head. I know what it is. I've said <laughs> it before a hundred times. But like now it's just like, oh, EG, EGXBH. You know, it's just a lot easier to say. That's well, that's the whole key behind it. So, you know, when it first all started, um, my name, my middle name's Eugene and my last name's Garay. So yeah. I kind of pieced together and started my own solo project. And then over time, it was just me playing acoustic and I released an album and wanted to get my music out there, but as a full band, because I didn't want to be, I didn't want to just go up there and play acoustic, you know, I'm, I, I want to be like, you know, Dave Matthews, he probably had a band and then, or was by himself and then he got a band and blew up you know yeah sometimes and it's even more fun hanging out with friends that you have around you and playing more music so i found out like my buddies of mine that i grew up with they love playing music and some of their bands started falling out and same with my like hardcore punk band started dropping away so we came from a lot of different backgrounds and i asked them to play a show with me and i was like well what do you guys want to do change the name and they're like no we'll just be like the your bad habits or something like that i'm like all right if you guys want to roll with it we'll just be eugene gray and the bad habits so we rolled out with that for about i would say like a year maybe a year and a half and then but i would constantly like how you stated it it was like man it's a long name or even like you know nowadays everything with adhd and everything needs to be quick and even like tagging things on the internet it was just like hard for people to tag that so i got countless messages as well just being like well how am I supposed to find you guys? And then I was just like, well, fuck it. Let's, you guys just want to do EGXBH. And that's what it turned into now. Just, and also kind of keeps it mysterious. And as a rock band, I always love like certain bands that had just like letters in it. And you always came up with your own description of it. Like people have so many, like ACDC. People say like when growing up, they thought they were the devil's music. So they called it anti Antichrist devil's child. Yeah. It's like, no, it's not. That's not what it is. Or even AFI like a fire inside is who they were, but there's so many different terms that people have come up with over the years of like, Oh, this is what it actually means, you know? So it kind of like, it's a little game for people to play. Yeah. But then even then, I mean, bands are also notorious that have, you know, not longer names, but just, you know, enough names and they're constantly being abbreviated anyway by the fans. Yeah. You know, like Avenged Sevenfold, they're not the ones who came out and said their name is a seven X. The fans did. You know, they're like, oh, this sounds like, a, you know, this is abbreviated on A7X. I mean, and AFI and stuff like that. I mean, it all just kind of happened naturally. Yeah, exactly. And that's what, you know, definitely growing up too. like in the punk scene, like you said, AFI, I said AFI, GBH, TSOL, like, and then even Venge 7 for like A7 just came out of nowhere. It's like, all right, well, I guess that's what's happening. <laughs> yeah. 
guess that's what we'll do. If people like it and we didn't have to think about it, they did it for us. Yeah. yeah. So you just released this song that's eight minutes and 46 seconds long. Yes, we did. And the radio edit is like five minutes and whatever, you know, five minutes and 40 some odd seconds. Yeah. Um, a little bit shorter, but still has a nice little chunk of time that takes away from everything. <laughs> why? Why release a song with that much time? I mean, because like you said, ADHD, people will start to lose interest, you know, and, you know, forget what's going on. Why a song that has that much time in it? I mean, I know what the point of the song is and I've heard it and it, it cannot be shortened. I have not heard the radio edit. So, you know, it's one of those songs, in my opinion, that shouldn't be shortened. But at the same time, why, why the idea behind it? Uh-oh. Patrick. Patrick. We're going to take a quick commercial break while I figure out what's going on with him. All right, be right back. Hey, guys. Have you ever wondered how you can help support the channel and look cool at the same time? Do yourself a favor. Go to dckproductions.com forward slash shop and get yourself some of the coolest apparel out there. Whether you just want one of our basic logos in a t-shirt or hoodie form or whether or not you want to get one of our great graphic tees that are just funny as hell and also just released is our brand new line of mental health shirts, which help raise awareness and 25% also go to charity. So please do yourself a favor. Again, go to dckproductions.com forward slash shop for the best apparel out there. Thank you very, very much. All right, we're so back. All right, so yeah. before before you know your camera or your Zoom cut out, um, I was asking you why the length of time on this song, and I, I even said, you know, I haven't heard the radio edit, but this is one of those songs to me that doesn't deserve a radio edit. It needs to be played in full. But again, with ADHD and the way music is these days, you know, people yes. take music in at three, two, three, four minute chunks maybe. So what what why decided to make it this length and not like two different parts? Yeah, um, well, like I said before, is it, we wanted to show like everything that was going on um, with George Floyd and you know him being held up for eight minutes and forty six seconds throughout this song. That when you listen to it, you feel how long that time frame is. You feel oh how long. Oh my god! I didn't even fucking put two and two together on that. So when you listen to this song, and as it it kind of progresses, like the beginning of the five minutes is you know the words, the vocals, but then at the end of it. It's just there's no more words and it's just mainly the music that's changing and adding more anxiety, you know, adding more tension throughout the song just with the rhythm section. And then it just cuts off at 46 seconds because, you know, that's pretty much the end of how long he was held down for. So, yeah, I, you know, I didn't even put two and two together on that one. Well, there you go. That's why we ask questions. Oh, damn. Yeah. And and that's another reason why I don't. Do a, you know, I, I know your guys' band. I've heard of it before. I, I've heard of you before. Um, and, and you know, normally when I do that, I, I normally don't do a lot of research into my guests because um, I like to have that genuine holy shit reaction on the show. 
because if I if I do the research beforehand, I I lose interest and I you know, won't be able to find the uh you know the that holy shit moment. And I just had yeah, it, and that's that's oh my god, dude, that's a lot deeper than I thought it was. Holy shit! So yeah, the, and a lot of that was attached to everything that we did for it. Like we even released a music video. The same thing. It's you know the the video itself is eight minutes and forty six seconds, but there is like a trailing at the end just to like give credits. You know, it st- makes a statement at the end of it for people to visualize and see what's going on. Mm-hmm. But um. Even with that was just something simple that we just wanted to get across and get out there. But even the reason why we did a double single too, like you were asking, is that we kept the long one because that's the tension and everything that we like. That's our main statement. The reason why we made the shorter one is because we needed something that we had to give to certain radio stations that they could still play it. Yeah. You know, unfortunately, they can't take up, you know, we're not Led Zeppelin and you can play Stairway to Heaven forever, <laughs> eight minutes long. Like we don't have that or free bird. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so like if you want to get on the airwaves, you know, locally, you have to have a shorter song. Like if you wanted to be on like, you know, the internet radio, you probably could get away with, you know, eight minutes and 46 seconds. Yeah. Uh, but if it wants to be local, like we were on uh, WKQX in Chicago and, you know, he couldn't play the long one, but he gave us the opportunity to have the shorter one on on the, radio station so we took that you know so that's why you had to kind of make two you know (laughs) yeah yeah but again you know as much as that sucks you know i hate when radio stations do that you know yeah even like sirius xm does it too and it's like guys your satellite radio i'm paying for it might as well give me the fucking full version of it yeah you're missing you like i remember about a year ago maybe a year and a half ago i can't remember how long ago it was um, or I know it was two years ago that they released the album, but about a year and a half ago, um, Sirius XM Octane was playing a Coheed and Cambria song. Yeah. And it was, uh, the song called The Gutter, which is about a six, seven minute song. And yeah. they cut it down. And I'm, I was pissed. And <laughs> I immediately, like, tweeted at Jose Mangan. He got back to me. He's like, yeah, we'll never do that again. And they didn't. But it's like, you know, there's certain songs, yeah, like, you know, maybe Freebird. The last half of that song is all guitar and oh, yeah. so that, that was just that you can tone down. Like this is an epic song. You can't shorten exactly. it because for us, like the second and like even the ending of the longer version has a guitar solo in it that's not really part of the shorter version. So you're missing dynamics in the shorter version compared to the long versions, but it also makes it cool because then it's like well, I've heard this long version or I've heard this short one, but where did this extended version come from? And then, so I guess it gives you two options to be like, ah, that's a nice surprise. So, <laughs> yeah. And like I said, even the video is pretty fucking badass. I mean, yeah, yeah. I, I thoroughly enjoyed the, the music video and you know, the, the stuff that, you know, if this is a sign of what's to come, you guys are going to be fucking blowing the fuck up. Well, that's why we do these things. And, you know, uh, we do it all on our own. Like, I do all the cinematic work, videography work, and we work together. I coordinate, you know, uh, with my wife, and we coordinate with the band. And we all, like, take care of each other with filming stuff and ideas that we have for the band. And, you know, I do a lot of the editing and visual effects and post-editing. So it's like, we do it all. We do it all. Yeah. And in some aspects of things that the editing and the video production of it all is some of the most fun stuff ever. 
Oh yeah. That's what I, like oh my sometimes God. Yeah. I, I would love to work with someone, but also it's fun for me to create it. So it's like, what do you want to do? You know? <laughs> yeah. I mean, for me, content creation is like, is some of the best stuff ever. I mean, being able to put together a, a video or even just a graphic and see the reactions that people, you know, have to it, it is fun. It's, it's amazing to me. It's just, yeah, really it cool. is. So, you know, in today's day and age, um, you know, especially over the last year, um, bands have kind of some of the major bands, most of the major bands, not all of them, but most of them have kind of cowered in the corner, stayed at home, you know, said, we're not going to put out new music until we can tour again. Um, and you know, have a way to backing up, you know, everything with you guys being a newer ish band. Why are you putting out this stuff now? Um, because this also gives bands an opportunity, whether you're local or bigger to, touch base with people on the internet um which is a huge thing nowadays you know everybody is just checking things out even myself is always checking bands out or listening to music it's like if you have the music go and record it and get it out in people's ears because this is the time that people are at home or they're at work just like or they're in the office where it's like no one's there so they can listen to music now so it's like they can kind of google and research and find new opportunities and new bands that are out there like that's the main thing why we're pushing it out there and we don't want to sit back on it. You know, we released an album like in June uh, and we had like videos for that called Alter Beings that came out as press on vinyl. And we were supposed to play a show, you know, with Local H, Fuel and Puddle of Mud. Like that was going to be like our big release. Like that was going to be a great opportunity for us. But then the show got shut down. So we were like, well, what are we going to do? We're like, well, hopefully we could still play a show and, then local H was on board. They were like, yeah, we'll play a show. And then the venue that we were at, unfortunately didn't go the right route and something happened with the permitting. I don't know exactly sure, but then the show got canceled completely like outdoors. So then that was another, like us playing with local H that's a local band in Illinois. So it's like, oh, this is gonna be great. And hopefully we can get out there more and you know gain more recognition. So it's just like, after those shows kind of fell away, we're like, well, what can we do to keep playing and have people see us? So we started doing, you know, uh, we did a drive-in show, uh, a live stream drive-in show, but we also had people bring their cars up and park, you know, in a parking lot where we set up a projector, set up a live music and everything like that. You know, not knowing if the police were going to come or not, which we did see them, but they didn't, get, they didn't give two shits about us. So that yeah. was awesome. <laughs> like they were like like one of them pulled up and they're hanging out I'm, i wonder if they were just like well these guys aren't really hurting anybody they're just trying to do something right now yeah so and we you know we kept it social distance and had people wear masks and it was like it was awesome so it was a lot of fun and like we just we still want to try to expand our i guess like shows like that right at the moment um because we're still kind of weirded out of playing shows inside of course like you know do we want to play a show to where there's restrictions of how many people can show up, you know, granted, we probably only have like 30 to 50 people that would come before that, but you know, we're not, we're not blowing up any stadiums or anything like that. Yeah. Uh, and plus on top of that, all that, you know, uh, indie bands, local bands now that are releasing all this music have leveled the playing field with some of these major acts, you know, yeah. you're not on a Tuesday or a Friday, you're not competing with, 
the Metallicas of the world, the Avenged Sevenfolds of the world. You're not competing with all these other bands. You know, over the last year, I can think of... I know Taylor Swift. I know <laughs> Twice. I know Miley Cyrus just released one in December. Bring, <laughs> Bring Me the Horizon released one right before COVID hit. But see, those are the bigger, bigger acts. That's what I'm saying. But everybody else, like, you know... The other ones below that, you know, they're kicking out gems. You got King Gizzard, Lizard Wizard. That's what I'm they're, saying. It's everybody else below that that's p pushing out the albums. So you're not oh, having to compete but, with all those other people. Oh yeah, but I know yeah that is true. But it's still, I guess don't. The only thing I'm curious about there is still the competition because even like promoting and getting your stuff out there, I still with everything like the algorithm rhythms like with internet and stuff like. For promoting for YouTube, promoting for Facebook, Instagram, like, I don't really know if that's even reaching people. Even if you pay for the promotions, it's like, is it really reaching people? Like, they could just be feeding you bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah. oh, we're all these millions of numbers, or there's all these bots that are doing it for you. And yeah. it looks like you're getting a lot of people, but it's like, it's cool and stuff, but it's also like, no, we want to see actual production and we want to see like get out there and you know that's why i'm talking with you today too because you know we finally invested in our band we you know we reached out and getting help with airshot media and that's what sometimes you you do have to do that because i've been doing this music for 13 14 years and and hardcore punk bands and rock bands and indie rock bands and you know this is the first time that we're actually like getting out there and pushing it even harder than we ever have yeah, so. you couldn't have picked a better PR guy than than Earshot. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and I and I dead ass serious with that. I mean, the guy only deals in indie bands, and his alumni, you know, page is redonkulous. I mean, it even includes uh, the band we've said three times on the show already, A Seven X. I mean, he used yeah. to do he used to do PR for them. That's fucking amazing. So you kept you I picked know. a great guy, and he is one of the best out there, N hands down, one of the best. I mean, he never stops working. I'll email him yeah. at 2 o'clock in the morning just because, you know, I'm like, do I have anybody for next week? Oh, you know, I might as well get on it now. And he'll email me right back. Hey, I got <laughs> this person for him. <laughs> Let's go. Um, I love that guy. He, he's he's amazing. So you picked a good one. Um, but, you know, it's like, I, you know, if I wasn't, you know, still a music guy and still in the indie industry, I would rather be competing with, you know, other indie bands than the guys that are on Atlantic or you know, Capital or BMG oh, yeah. or, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Because they have the money behind them, but luckily you're not having to do that right now. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Well, yeah. hopefully we're just gaining knowledge and experience that, you know, if that does happen. Like, we we, so we could kind of look back at even where we're at now, and if, like, we play a show that's bigger than we ever thought we would, we would actually reach out to some local acts that should be a part of it, too, like, remember where you came from and hopefully see if you can help out another band. Like, I don't know. Yeah. And unfortunately, and now nowadays with the larger bands that happens far and very few between, you it's know, very, it's very hard. Uh, you know, there's some opportunities. Like, like I said, I grew up in the punk scene. So a lot of the punk scene definitely in Chicago, yes. you're able to get badass shows. Um, but even like that is for other bands like rock bands or, I don't even know what I, because I guess I haven't done that much, but it is hard to get out there because you have to get in front of the promoter too. And they got to see that you're, you know, you're bringing enough people for everybody else. Like they don't even give you an opportunity because you don't have that. And it's like, all right, well, <laughs> I get it. I totally understand it. You know, 
Yeah. But we're kicking ass right now, and we're trying to push ourselves, you know, and not having shows. So we're doing as much as we can now. Yeah, and that's the best thing to do because, again, you know, even if you became best friends with, you know, whoever, you know, the odds of a label saying, yeah, you can promote your friends are slim to none, you know, and that's what sucks, you know. And, yeah. And so you've got to grind. You've got to, you know, do, you know, podcasts like mine and try to get on, you know, radios and do everything you possibly can and pay the money on for Google and Spotify and YouTube yeah. and all the other shit. And, and sometimes it works, sometimes it doesn't. I mean, I'm a, a, a huge testament to the fact that I say that when you promote stuff that is able to be viewed on YouTube and on Spotify and Apple and blah, 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 it, it, it works like 50%. Yeah. So, and this is what I mean by that. So, like, not even, I don't even say that. So it works to an extent. Like, for a podcast and music, in my opinion, it, like, yeah. works to go to Spotify or it works to go to Apple or Google but that's about it. But like, so I've advertised hundreds of, and maybe and even thousands of dollars with Apple and everybody else like that to promote my show. And I have 50,000 50,000 average downloads per episode of my downloads on my podcast. Yeah. And that's split between Spotify and Apple and everywhere. So I'm like, okay, 50,000 downloads per episode. I'm happy with that. It's about eight, 900,000 downloads a month. Cool. But when I try to promote YouTube or say, Hey, it's also available on YouTube. It does absolutely fucking nothing. Yeah. Um, get, and my YouTube count is like maybe 25 to 30 downloads or views per episode. Yeah. So it, it, be, it, it's, it's like, not, they don't correlate. Yeah. I wish, I wish they did with, I wish anything that would be a great thing out there in the world. So if someone wants to invent it, it's just make it. So all these things that we all go on to just talk to each other, like, together like when you post one like i know facebook and instagram i think do but it's like then there's whatever snapchat tiktok and youtube and like there's probably a million more that i don't even know of but they just need to once you post one thing on one thing you should be able to select anything you want to put it to and they should all promote together well you know who does do that um but not in the way that you're thinking um amazon does that Okay. So if uh, when you broadcast on Twitch, it also yeah. shows up inside of the Amazon Music app. All right. Well, at least that's good. Yeah, that's a plus. But but again, it's not. But like, if it's not, I don't think if it's live, you can go back and view it. If so, it's only yeah. view, you can only view it if it's live. But like, yeah. If, but like Google Podcast and YouTube, you know, same company. Why can't Google Podcast automatically show up on YouTube and kind of correlate? So yeah. you know, stuff like that, I, I completely see your point, but at least Amazon's on the right track with that kind of stuff. So if you guys did a, you know, a live show on Twitch, it would at least, you know, show up on Amazon music as well. So people can listen in the car. So that, yeah, exactly. that would be kind of cool, but um, you're, you're a hundred percent right. And the, to figure it out nowadays is it's fun and exciting, but at the same time, it's so challenging. Yeah. It's like you just don't want to keep putting on all these random things and you're just like, man, I wish I just did it one time and it got out there. It's just trickle effect, but it's all right. You know, technology has already been crazy for all of us in the past, whatever, 10 years. So, <laughs> so I guess we can't really complain. <laughs> no, not at all. I mean, but hey, you know, anything that works, works, you know. Damn right. 
I mean, you, you got to keep trying. Otherwise, you're never going to go anywhere. That's right. So what is your guys' plans? I mean, what, especially with COVID, we don't know what's going to happen this year. I mean, odds are live concerts really aren't going to start again until 2022. Yeah, there is some being announced right now, but they're being announced and canceled just as fast. So, I mean, what yeah. exactly are your guys' plans other than what you're doing now? Uh, the main plan is we want to go back in the studio, get another record out. Um, even during these times, uh, definitely do another live stream, but also we want to, we're trying to coordinate, uh, with, I guess, bigger name, like streaming service, like companies that stream like JBTV. Um, hopefully we can get on with them to make our production a little bit better. Cause we, we take a lot of time actually setting up our shows, but the, our audio is not a hundred percent. So we need to figure out that whole thing. And there's a few smaller ones in Chicago that I guess do like live streams. So we would just want to work with other people to get our name out there more. But at the moment as a show, like, I don't know, we even know what festival Steven's going to bring. Like, are they going to have festivals? I don't even know that either. So it's like, yeah, we're going to be outside, you know, I know the only festival that I know of that's still on the, the books for this year um, is, um, oh crap. What the hell is the name of it in California? I can't even think of the name of it. Um, Coachella already got shut down. Yeah. There's another one, the rock one that happens every year. I can't think of the name of it. That's still, well, it's like Metallica's headlining it. Um, but I know. Oh, yeah, I, just, I just saw that. Yeah. What they just, is that one? Saw fire for that. <laughs> I know, but what is that one? I can't remember. I think it's just like Rock Fest or something. <laughs> Aftershock. Oh. <laughs> Aftershock. That's what that one is. Um, so Aftershock's still going on, but, you know, Chicago Open Air, Houston Open Air. Um, Rock on the Range, Rocklahoma, Carolina Rebellion, all those are null and void at this moment. Exactly. And yeah, yeah I mean, uh, it's, um, it's, so it's that's like the main thing too. Like where we're at now and where we stand, like we're hoping we get some momentum and hopefully, you know, do some festivals this year, you know, and, or at least something outdoors, but you know, they're going to get the big guns first to play those shows then small times. So yeah. that's the other thing that stinks. Like, there's all these newer bands that were coming out and kind of getting a little leg forward. But now after COVID, it's like, all right, now they're all getting pushed back. And now, like we were talking, like the bigger bands are going to take over everything before the little guys even get it first. So it's like, it's, it's going to get rowdy. (laughs) But at at the same time, I, I feel if like bands like yours are constantly streaming, you know, yeah. And out there all the time, bands like you know the other ones that aren't doing that exact same thing are just taking a seat back saying oh we're not doing a stream we don't do that you know we're too big for that are gonna get pushed behind because as soon as if they've watched you 50 times on a stream the moment they can see you live i think they're gonna go buy that those tickets and that's the main thing too that's why we're doing it now too because it's like all right you saw us visually online and hopefully when you know we finally announced the show that we could actually play and all hang out then we'll see you face to face. Like that's, I feel the same way about that one. Cause like, that's why we do it still. Cause why not too? Also, why not? <laughs> like Exactly. Like one of my favorite bands, um, Trivium, they are yeah. constantly on Twitch doing live streams. Yeah. Constantly. And you know, I watch them all. If I, if they're all, they're on all the time and I have, so it's like, and I've seen, you know, Trivium on, 10 times because used to, yeah. I've used to live in Orlando. I've seen them so many different times. You know, they're a local band in Orlando or now they're a national band, but you know what I mean? Yeah. But I mean, <laughs> and I've met Matt Heafy countless times because he's friends with my ex-girlfriend. But so it's like, but either way, it's like, 
you know, that's a band that hasn't forgotten about us. That's a band that doesn't hasn't forgotten that they were a high school band playing at the local pizza shop up the road from where I used to live on weekends just to make a name for themselves. And they haven't forgotten that. And a lot of these other bands have. um, And that's what I think is going to separate the the great bands from the good bands in the coming years once we get through this. Yeah. I think that's a good point. That's a great point. Yeah. And, and I think a lot of these, it's going to be interesting. It really, really will. And I cannot yeah. wait to get back into a venue again, man. Yeah. Right. I mean, oh my God. <laughs> There's just nothing better in the world. I mean, 2019 for me, I saw 10 different concerts. That's awesome. I mean, and I saw everything that year from falling in reverse and nothing more to Metallica and Gojira. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, not Metallica. I'm sorry. Slipknot and Gojira. So I, yeah. I, I saw it all that year. I mean, it was a great year. And then <laughs> obviously last year, nothing. And, no. you know, it's so, you know, there's a lot of fans like me that took it for granted that music's always going to be there for me. Music's always going to be out in front of me. And it hasn't been. I haven't been to a concert like many people since September of 2019. Yeah. And that, and that really fucking hurts. Like that hurts. Yeah, it's <laughs> That's why we, you know, get together and we try to do the li- li- live streams. Cause it's like, man, it just feels good to just get the blood flowing. Like, you know, when you're practicing your music at home, like it's not the same, but when you like play a show, it's, it just feels so much better and, Cause you're putting on a performance. Like that's why I love it. You know? Yeah. I just and, love it. And, and the live stream, I mean, is nothing like being there, you know? And oh it, no. And it's, and, it, and it's the same goes for you. And there's nothing like seeing a live crowd and hearing a live crowd scream at you, you know? So I, I get it both ways, but you know, it's better than nothing. And you know, even on my channel, you know, on my show, um, I've, I've held, you know, virtual concerts before. You know, I, yeah. you know, back in December with the, with thanks to Mike, um, him and I were able to put together um, a uh, stream for Toys for Tots. Yeah, and I, yeah. I had 13 of his bands perform live on the show and it went phenomenal. It was a seven hour long stream, but damn it, it was yeah. fun as hell. Um, <laughs> and I did it over the summer as well with a bunch of local bands in the D.C., Maryland area, uh, Virginia yeah. area. Um, just to kind of give them promotion as well, because I know that they're hurting the most. Um, even the, like the ones that are not to the indie level yet, they're still at the local level. Um, so I did that for them, and that went off great too. And it was really, really cool to see the reactions of the people at home and the bands yeah. saying, thank God I could finally, finally play a show. And it was just really cool. And, you know, it, I, I got a lot of enjoyment out of just seeing their reactions and how happy they were about it. That's the best. <laughs> it really is, man. And I, I, I'm itching to do it again. It's only been, I think it was two months ago now. It was December 11th, I think it was. Um, yeah. So it's been like two months. And I was like, okay, now I got to do it again. <laughs> so it's like, okay, what charity can I do again? Because I don't want to do it just for fun. I want to do it for a charity. Might as well. Yeah. Um, Brings comedy. Huh? Like now you got to do Yeah, I did it once for charity. I got to do it again for charity, right? <laughs> um, But no, I mean, it, it's, you know... Music is so ingrained in our culture, and I, I feel a lot of people have lost touch with it over the last year, and I, I'm trying to 
keep it alive in people's eyes, but at the same time, I'm glad there's bands like yours and other indie bands oh, out yeah. there that are just punching people in the face saying, hey, we <laughs> are here, guys. Don't fucking forget about us. You know, it's really cool to, to open up my phone and go to Spotify or Amazon or Apple iTunes, which I never do, but, um, you know, Spotify or Amazon and see on the trending list a, an indie yeah. band that I've talked to on this show. It's like, hell yes. Yeah. You know, um, it's so freaking cool. And I've never, I've never seen the amount of indie recognition that has had been happening over the last year that I've, I've never seen it. Yeah. And that's what I'm saying. As long as you're going there, you're reaching for the sky, you punch people in the face with your stuff, then it's going to get out there. You know, it's going to make a stamp. So in the world, what do you think after this whole thing is said and done and we find our new normal, um, what do you think is going to happen to music? Uh, well, it's like the way I look at it is that it's going to be a lot harder for smaller bands like I was talking about to kind of get the opportunities with the bigger bands for a while, just because the bigger names need that opportunity more, not saying more, but for them to, you know, pay for whatever they need to pay for. But it's just uh, music. I don't think I don't think it'll change that much. Like, honestly, like that, it's just the opportunities out there for coordinating for shows and concerts like i just think like the bigger chicago halls or venues like they won't really have local bands playing them for a good year or two years like i just don't think that's going to happen like i've already seen majority of cover bands play more shows than local bands because they knew people are going to come see the cover band before a local band so that's like <laughs> which i totally understand too but it's also bullshit so <laughs> Yeah, but at the same time, at least they're going to those types of shows because, I mean, a lot of these smaller stages are at risk of closing up shop and never... Well, that's the, that's the other thing. That's the terrible thing, too. There's a lot of Chicago halls that have been shut down or they don't know what's going to happen, too. So it's like, that's the one thing that's going to change to me. There might be only, like, two venues <laughs> like yeah. to play. Well, so you're then fighting for a night or two like to play at a venue so well even some of the the world famous you know um a, like los angeles venues are at risk you know i yeah. mean whiskey a go-go was on the of which is the most famous in the country was on the verge yeah. of closing up shop and if it wasn't for miley cyrus believe it or not they would have already closed and yeah, I know. you know it's like um which by the way I've said this before. I am like now the biggest Miley Cyrus fan ever. <laughs> I think I'm the she only. You in, huh? She I, I, like a wrecking ball. <laughs> I, I think I am the only person on the face of the planet that can go from listening to Lamb of God to Miley Cyrus on the same, um, <laughs> in the same shuffle. Well, but her, her, I was gonna say she's kind of going for that appeal right now, she looking is. like the Planetics, you know, like old school punk rock band, and you know she's stealing everything from them and making it her own. I'm like. Well, That's the, the plasmatics. What are you doing, lady? Like this last album that she put out back in December <laughs> sounds like Joan Jett and the Blackhearts. Yeah, that's why it's just yeah. on. And rocks. have you heard that she's putting out a uh, Metallica covers album? Uh, no, I did not hear that either. <laughs> that is a dead ass truth. She's working with Lars and uh, and Kirk to uh, get it all done. Oh well. That's the downfall. She's already wor working with Lars. Now step away. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
They don't even have the big gun there? Um, I'm sure James was involved in some which way, shape, or form. <laughs> I hope so, because, you know, like I said, if you're only working with those two guys. Yeah, I mean, Kirk didn't even have a – didn't even contribute at all to the last album because he lost his fucking phone. Did you hear that? <laughs> No. So he That's put not- all of his because so he, they were all working on the record for like two years, and he put all of his riffs that he wanted to put onto the album onto his cell phone, and he didn't no. he didn't upload them to the cloud or back them uh, up or, at all, yeah, and then he like, loses his or, phone, and then James is like, yeah, terrible. sorry. That's terrible. That would suck so much. Like you get upset when you lose like photos, but losing music that you, oh my god, that would be terrible. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, that's one of the fucking probably, funny stories ever. Probably James called up Miley Cyrus and was like, hey, we lost the riff, so we need you to do a cover album <laughs> to save our asses. <laughs> save our asses before this thing comes out. Buy us some time. Uh, that's funny as shit. Um, but, you know, again, with I'm hoping that we get some sense back, you know, to you know normalcy. You know, one of the things that I think is pretty cool that's been happening lately is the re... Um, I don't even want to say re the uh, the the new found love again for vinyl. Yeah, you know, you, yeah, that's you can and, actually go into a Walmart and buy vinyl. You know, and that's really cool. You know that to find that and see that again is another cool thing with the music industry. Yeah, and that's but that's funny too because you know, like I go back to like growing up the punk scene in Chicago. Like bands would have vinyl, bands would have tapes. No one gave a shit about them. And then like now, like well, the past few years it's they've been slowly coming back you know um because usually when like when we go on tour i always stop like in a record store and always check out what they got yeah you know um because it's like i said it's something that you never really cared about until you maybe got a little bit older and you're like wait what is this this is what this plays music too but it's just like the folds and everything like the artwork that comes out of it is just this is awesome like yeah there's a lot of it yeah cds kind of disappeared now which sucks like i can't even play a cd in a car but you know, that's technology for you. <laughs> I'm trying to think like, if I even have a CD player in my car. Yeah, you probably don't. I bought a car, what, like, last year and, like, got a CD at a show, at a concert. It was, like, a local show, and I go to put it in my car, and I'm like, wait, there's no CD? Like, I didn't even think about it until I actually had to put one in there, and then, it was, nope, wasn't there. Everything's just, you know, Bluetooth or streaming in your car, yeah. so. It's a good thing on my phone. So we you need know. to build, start building cars that have a vinyl record player in there <laughs> or at least go back to eight track and let's start doing eight tracks again or something <laughs> yeah, I'm those yet those haven't came back yet but I, I don't think those will ever come back yeah like i said cassette tapes i see those a lot at shows yeah. um depends what kind of show it is though that's the thing but yeah no vi- vinyl that's why we pressed our altered beings our last record in june uh altered beings yeah which you can buy offline off our website but it's also like we have a you know stack of vinyls that we have right now because you know during COVID we're just trying to get rid of them as well. But you know we sold a few at some record stores and hopefully people go in there and pick them up. But it's like it's it was very cool as a band to press them like because you know me growing up you make demos or demo CDs demo tapes. But it's like pressing vinyl is just classic. Like yeah. <laughs> it feels I mean, so good. There's and certain the bands I will only buy vinyl from. Yeah, like the artwork, like the the way some of the colors are for the vinyl are so awesome. Like, yeah. 
it's so it's so cool <laughs> it really is and like and like i just said i mean there's only there there's certain albums like certain bands i will only buy the out like the, yeah. the vinyl of and, and coheed and cambria being one of them um yeah. i mean their whole their whole uh, gimmick with the whole you know comic book and it ties into the album and the artwork yeah. ties into the comic book and it yeah. just it, there's Got just it. so much to it you get so much more out of it with vinyl, especially from a band like that. But it, even just a not a, a not a band like that to, to have a piece of what the band you know did versus yeah. just downloading it and have it on your Spotify or Amazon playlist, you know, two totally different things. Yeah, yeah, it's the, that's the thing too. Is like people lost like the storytelling of music. It's like they told it in one song, but they didn't tell it in the whole album, you know, like, yeah. so it's kind of cool that people are doing vinyl again and hopefully get back to that. Like if you go from one, the first song to the end of the song, hopefully it told the whole thing throughout the whole thing. Like, and that's, you know, talking about Coheed, it's just like they attach everything. They make it coordinate with each other. So you kind of have to have the vinyl. So, right. yeah, I mean, they're from song one to song 12, all ties in together and that's another thing i love about um vinyl um is when they some a band puts out a concept album yeah you can just listen to it in full with no skipping and you don't have to wait and in, especially if it runs if there's that that interlude that runs from one song to the next you never miss a beat yeah with i know with, i love that with uh you know streaming you're gonna have that little bit of a, a gap and it doesn't yeah. flow naturally through. Um, you miss that. Yeah, even if you have the best internet in the world, there's going to be a slight <laughs> millisecond of just nothing. And But with, with vinyl, you don't get that. It's just smooth transition right through. I mean, even with tapes, it does the same thing. Um, yeah. But, you know, it, it's just a, it's an experience that you can't get anywhere else. And that's one of the things I just absolutely love about vinyl. I'm so glad whoever decided, hey, let's bring this back. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know where it came from. It might have. It may be the punk scene, but at the same time, who fucking knows? I don't think in the punk scene. I don't think it ever disappeared from there because I've always it been. Yeah, I think when uh, with Third Man Pressing, you know, with Jack White, I feel like I'm not saying he started it, but he like breathed light back into it, and everybody thinking, you know, oh, that's Jack White. He's cool. Like, this is cool. Let's start buying vinyls. Like, I don't know if that was. A beginning of it but you know he did he tried to bring something to america of like where this is where we're pressing vinyl again yeah. because vinyl really pressed here anymore you had to go overseas to get it so it's like so maybe that could have been something i don't know <laughs> you know what i mean now that i think about it i think you're right i mean i think it was jack white i mean because i mean no the... don't say it was, it was him <laughs> no i mean you're 100 percent. I, I think you're 100 percent right i didn't think about it until you just said right, it now brad's gonna be pissed because i you know i tell him i'm like god damn jack white like he does what he does but he just does it from everybody else and he's like oh, i love jack white and i'm like eh <laughs> I, I don't like jack white i don't like the white stripes but he does it done though like but he's a trendsetter he really is everyone looks to him it, it, he's a, he's like equivalent to travis barker you know, anytime Travis Barker does anything, people jump on it. Yeah. You know, it, it's the same thing. I mean, so Jack White, you know, Travis Barker is a good drummer. Don't get me wrong. But he's not like Joey Jordison great, you know, you know, or he's not, you know, I'm not going to say Lars because Lars is not a great drummer by any means. But, yeah, but um, he's always kept the beat. He's good at keeping the beat. Good so. at keeping the beat. Yeah, but he's not like, you know, Neil Peart or, 
you know, Joy Jordanson, you know, level, but he's a good drummer, but he's just, he's, he's an icon. So people, yeah. he's, he's a trendsetter. He does something, people, uh, you know, jump on it. I mean, if the whole Machine Gun Kelly thing doesn't prove that, you know, I mean, him playing drums on Machine Gun Kelly's album, you know, and people jumping all over that saying, oh, Machine Gun Kelly's doing pop punk. Let's go ahead and listen to it. Oh, Travis Barker's a part of it. Might as well. You know, if that doesn't prove that, I don't know what else does. Yeah, we need to bring, like, maybe Travis Barker needs to do some, like, you know, Alan Cassidy-style drumming or something like Maybe some Black Dahlia, you know, see if he can he handle that. I don't know. <laughs> I don't think he can handle Black Dahlia murder. <laughs> like, I'm curious, you know, <laughs> but hopefully he'll do that. And then everybody just start loving, you know, death metal. <laughs> um, it's amazing. I love it. It gives me energy, but I, I, not- I already do love death metal. I don't need Travis Barker to tell me to like it. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of got that when, you know, all the bands you're describing and stuff, you know. Hell yeah. I mean, I mean they're, like, if my ears aren't bleeding at the end of a concert, I'm not happy. <laughs> you know, uh, whether it's Ice Nine Kills or Metallica, Avenged Sevenfold, um, you know, fucking Of Mice and Men. You know, all, all these great fucking metal bands that are out there these days. I, I you know, now, you know, now we've got bands from other countries that are making, you know, the big surge over here like oh yeah like the band ginger um the lead singer is a female she's badass and then we got the butcher Uh babies and then we've got so much good i mean there's so much good music out there these days and it's going unnoticed and it's just like come on people open your damn eyes there's so much good music yeah it's crazy i can't get enough of it i really can't um and, and every day i'm discovering something new and it's it's you know and it keeps me sane. Yeah, it has to. <laughs> you need it. Keeps me sane. <laughs> Especially for are, somebody you, who's playing you it. listen to it and you're like, man, is there something wrong with me? <laughs> when you listen to this music, you're like, what's that? <laughs> yeah, I mean, I try to find, you know, being that I'm someone, like I said, that, that suffers from mental health issues, um, I try to find, you know, the parallel with the song yeah. to me in order to... Therefore, like if I'm having a down, depressed day, I, I can find it. I have another song to listen to. Um, yeah. Right now, like the my list of depressed, my depressed day songs are very limited, you know, unfortunately. But I, I latch on to them. But now it's like, okay, now I'm finding more and more that I can listen to. Because um, that, again, the, on my days where I'm having a severely down, depressed day, yeah, music is the only thing that pulls me out. I yeah, mean, there's it, a there's it, a few select te- television shows that I'll watch, but music yeah. is what pulls me out. Yeah, I think so. I feel the same way, and I think a lot of people do too. You know, depending on it doesn't even matter what you're listening to, as long as it pulls you out, it's awesome. Yeah, like you do you. <laughs> exactly. I mean, I, I've told this story before, but like um, the band Bad Flower, um, yeah. their song "Ghost" that came out in 2018, a song about anti-suicide. Um, literally came on the radio just as I was about to commit suicide. Yeah. And, and if, if it wasn't crazy. for Josh and that band, I wouldn't be here. Yeah. It's wild. Like how do you, things like that do happen. And yeah. like, and for like some reason, like things coming out there in the world and you're just like, is this a sign? Like, or sometimes you just don't, you do think into it, but you're just like, man, all right, I guess this is a reason I just keep going. Like, let's see what, let's see what this song is going to pull me in attachment to. Like, what am I missing out on it? Then you realize other people are doing the same stuff, you know? So it's like, you, you have, you do have, like, even if people aren't talking to you and, you know, you don't have like a physical 
I guess, comfort, there's stuff out there that can comfort you in ways that like you can still hide and be who you want to be, you know, but it's still comforting you. Yeah. And music is definitely that thing. Hell yeah. And, you know, I'm so happy that, you know, you guys have put out such a powerful song, you know, and such a time of need that this country needs it. You know, over the last year, you know, between BLM, COVID, um, and, you know, the unemployment rates and... Flat, flat earthers. Yeah. Oh, my God, flat earthers. <laughs> what, whatever you said when you're opening my <laughs> Those fucking guys. <laughs> this, the guy that I had on my show on Monday... Literally got butt hurt because I guess every time he goes on the uh, podcast or a radio show or news interview, whatever, he's able to convert them or at least get them to open their eyes to see that what they believe might not be true. And I was one of the few that didn't. And he got super butt hurt. So he literally turned his followers against me. And like I have been getting email and, you know, YouTube comments and, uh, you know, like just constant shit for the last 48 hours man and it is some of the most hilarious things i've ever heard in my life because here's the, here's the end here's the bottom line at the end of the day you know i've mentioned it quite a few times in this show so i'm sure you understand you know one of the main themes of my shows are mental health you know yeah. whether it be mental health through comedy music movies whatever it's a i'm a mental health television i mean not a television show mental health podcast that just happens to also be on YouTube. But at the core, at the end of the day, it's mental health. And yes. if you look back at 167 episodes that I've done of this fucking show, <laughs> I always mention mental health at least once or twice. Yeah. And these guys are coming onto my channel, regardless of the whole point of the whole whether I believe in Flat Earth or not, you know, and shitting on a mental health channel. Telling people that I'm the worst podcast host ever. Telling people that this is the worst podcast ever. Telling people that I am a piece of shit and they use the retard word multiple times. And it's like, guys, I, I, I'm a mental health channel. I've helped thousands of people. I, you know, how, like, and I hate to say this, but like, how dare you, you know, shit on a mental health channel? At least do a little bit of research. And I even did a test just to kind of get an idea. Because every time somebody posted on the YouTube video in support of me, they jumped all over them. Yeah. So I had my 10-year-old daughter comment on the video. And they absolutely shit on her. And I'm like, you just proved my point. You're just shitting on random people just for the sake of shitting on them. That's a 10-year-old That's a ten year old who's supporting her father. And yeah. they immediately deleted their comment. <laughs> And it's like, yeah. that's my point. So it's like, you know, I don't even, I don't even bother with you people anymore, but you know, it's like, yeah, fucking mental health, but uh, flat earthers. Well, that's why, you know, that's why we, even with releasing the song, going back to that, like we probably knew that people are going to hate it and people are going to like it, you know, yeah. but, but, but back to what I was saying though, you know, whether again, black lives matter, you know, and, and then a bunch of LGBTQ, you know, stuff came out last year and, COVID and then mental health rates were through the roof. Suicide rates were through the roof. There was so much going on in this country last year and even today that yeah. um, 
is being ignored by our government officials. They're too busy trying to, you know, say, you know, you know, keep Trump out of, you know, office again. They're too busy trying to push the Democratic agenda. They're too busy trying to push the Republican agenda. And they're not worrying about us. And the only people that we have to rely on for support is each other and music and movies. And, you know, it's kind of sad where we've turned to more celebrities for support. Support and comfort. Yeah, than our own government. And that's pretty sad. And I'm, I'm so glad that, again, there's bands like you out there that we can turn to and say, huh. Thank you very much for being there for me when nobody else is. Yeah. And that's what I think. I, you know, whenever we put something up, you know, we wanted this song to be a voice for people that didn't have a voice or maybe they felt like, you know, it does has a strong behind of, you know, with everything with George Floyd, but it's also, it's not just that it's just anything you feel in life, like just have a voice and whatever you choose and what you want to be in life. Like, there's, you know, some repercussions or there's some good things. It's like you decide what you want to do, but just treat each other like humans, like be a human being, you know, like take care of each other. Like, that's all. That's all. <laughs> uh, you know, that but is... it's hard. You know, it's very hard to, you know, you know, we all get in our own little tiffs too. like, you know, we are human ourselves. So it's like, you know, things will happen, but hopefully you take that time to think about what you did, step back for a moment and be like, all right, I need to be better. Like, and that's the you know, whole thing that we get across, too, as well with this song is just like share your voice and just take care of each other. Yeah. I mean, at the end of the day, I mean, as cliche as the sound, we, we need to grab each other's hands, stand in a circle and sing Kumba yeah. fucking ya. I mean, because <laughs> that's the only way we're ever going to survive this whole thing, regardless yeah. of our beliefs uh, or anything else. You know, at this point, I'm willing to grab a hand of someone who's part of QAnon. And say, yeah. just just sing with me, bud. I don't, I don't care about your beliefs today. Let's just be Americans for once. Uh, you know, and, yeah. and that's the point I'm at right now. It's like, I, I don't want to continually make jokes. I mean, I'm a comedian, but I'm sick and tired of making jokes about QAnon. I'm sick and tired of making jokes about Antifa and the government and everything else like that. I'm sick and tired yeah. of it. You know, when a joke becomes stale to a comedian, you know there's a problem. And, and now it's gotten to the point now it's like, all right, I'm ready to just hug you and say, you're forgiven or you know, I don't care what you th- believe. Let's just move on and help. Let's help each other and fix it. You know, and that's the point where we're at right now. And I don't think other people realize that they're still too busy trying to push their own agenda, which is fine. I mean, I'm not going to fault other people for their opinions, but at the same time, we just need to, we need to gather together as one and just, you know, go to a fucking concert. <laughs> that's what we need to do. <laughs> we all need to go to a concert, get in a mosh pit and just, have a good fucking time. Let's let's just do it. You know, let's get the you know the the big four back together again. You know, Metallica, Megadeth, Anthrax, and Slayer back on stage. Everybody get together and just fucking let's do it. Let's. That's, that that is my cure right there. You know the fours. You know just then at the end of it, just bring out Guar, and then you'll just get covered in blood. <laughs> Fuck yes. <laughs> Have Guar headline. You completely surprise everybody. Metallica goes off stage and all of a sudden Guar comes up. You start getting blasted with blood. <laughs> Hell yes. That that is one way to end a fucking day. Oh. <laughs> well, people would probably appreciate it because they're probably so hot in the mosh pit. They're like, oh, this is great. <laughs> We're cooling down now. 
Oh. I think people would appreciate, I always appreciate when I'm at those shows. So I'm like, man, I'm so hot. Now I'm getting cooled down. This is great. Hell yeah. Um, yeah, that's, that's always the best. Um, there's nothing like being covered in blood at a Guar show. <laughs> Been there, done that. It's fantastic. <laughs> now I want to do it again. <laughs> don't, Maybe one day. don't wear your favorite clothes to a Guar show. Heads up. No. That corn syrup and red dye does not come out. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, um, thanks for being here, man. You are awesome as shit. And like I said, it's always the- great to meet new people and just talk shit. Like, just, just hanging out. Exactly. I mean, the whole idea is obviously to promote the new single, but at the same time, it's to get to know you, who you are. Yeah. I mean, because, I mean... People can like your music all you want, but when they can relate to you on a personal level, that's when they love you the most. And that's what I try yeah. to do on the show. Yeah, we're going to talk about the music, but I also want to talk about you and the whole idea behind the band and stuff like that, too, and to get people to under really understand why you make the music and not just the, what the music is. So I'm glad, yeah. I'm glad we were able to get down to that tonight and really have a good conversation about music. And God, this is what I love. Um, I, I just love talking music. I could talk music all day. Um, but thanks very much, man. You're a, like I said, a badass. The new song is amazing guys. Click the fucking link in the bio of the video and the podcast. Go listen to it. Go watch it. All the links are down there for the YouTube, Spotify, Amazon, Apple. All of it is down below. Please click it. You will not regret it. Trust me. Yeah. If you guys are collecting vinyl, go on our website. You can buy the vinyl off there as well. So there you go. That is linked below as well. (laughs) <laughs> so again Patrick dude my, my I wish you guys nothing but the best um, when you guys get the next album out you guys are welcome to come on the show and hell if you guys want to you know do a live stream with me I'll, I'll, let's do it um, oh, yeah. I'm probably gonna like I said I'm, I'm thinking about putting together one in for March um, another, yeah. another charity event um, so, good to me. so I'll get back in touch with you about that but yeah I'm definitely thinking about doing another charity event in March so um, I'll get back in touch with you and Mike and everybody else like that. And um, I think that's what I'm going to do. I'm not sure when yet but or what charity, but it's going to be a good one. Um, so, again, thank you so much for being here, brother. It's been a pleasure talking with you, man. And for everybody else, thank you so much for being here. We love every single one of you fuckers. Again, take a look at all the information on the band down below and listen to it and eat it up. And you will not regret it. But again, until tomorrow, stay happy, stay healthy, and as always, stay fucking heavy. We'll see you guys later. Peace. Peace. Yeah, don't-